أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا إلى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري واحلل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي رب أوزعنا أشكر نعمتك التي نعمت علي وعلى والدي ونعمل صالحا ترضاه وأصلح لي في ذريتي إني تبت إليك وإني من المسلمين الحمد لله على نعمه وعلى كل حال Praise be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all the bounties and the favors that we have received and we are receiving continuously from him and especially for the gift of being Muslims. Now Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has given us a lot of beneficial knowledge that if we use properly we can live the ultimate life of being the true Muslims, the true believers that Allah intended us to be in this world that we are living in. There is a big difference between being a Muslim and being a mu'min. Islam is one thing and Iman is something else. But the whole component of faith, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala called it al-Islam. Al-Islam literally is the peace that you can achieve in your lifetime while you are trying to live the life that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prescribed for you as an individual. According to his teaching and the wisdom that was received by Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu explaining that teaching. And therefore, al-Islam is your way back to your creator as he wanted you to be. If you don't find that position in your life, you will always be in a position whereby there is something lacking, not in your Islam, but in your Iman. When the nomads of Arabia came to Prophet وسلم, and they took the shihada, or they declared their faith by saying, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, wa ashhadu anna Muhammad rasulullah, I do bear witness that it is none worthy to be worshipped but Allah, and I do bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. They said in themselves that they believe. But subhanallah, they are not, they are not really believers. They are not really believers. They are people who declare their faith, but they don't really have the faith in their heart to make them strong. Allah said about that in the Quran, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وَلَا تَقُولُوا آمَنَّا وَقُولُوا أَسْلَمْنَا وَلَمَّا يَدْخُلِ الْإِيمَانَ فِي قُلُوبِكُمْ Okay? Do not say that we believe, but say we have declared our faith and witnessed the unity of God and the Messenger Muhammad as the deliverer of the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And until the true faith enters into your heart, you can only state that you are Muslims. So here there is a distinction between being a Muslim and being a mu'min. For indeed, Iman is something that is put into your heart, the spiritual heart, and it can only be detected or seen or manifested in your actions. قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الإيمان ما وقر في القلب وصدقه العمل إيمان ذات which has been put into your heart but can only be proven by your action and therefore every time Allah سبحانه وتعالى mentioned the word إيمان he mentioned righteous good action الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات الذين آمنوا those who believed and did righteous good actions because the believers will always do righteous good actions now, the Prophet ﷺ then, in his wisdom, he gave us beautiful teaching that we can carry out 
in our life. And some of this is in words that we are supposed to repeat in the morning, in the evening, and at different times during the day and the night. I give you an example. He وسلم, says, when you hear the thunder, don't do like what the Jahiliyyah people do and make a noise or be frightened or put your finger in your ears or run and hide under a cupboard or under the bed or under your desk at work. But remember, Allah said in the Quran, in a surah he called the Ra'd, the thunder. Okay? أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم ويسبح الرعد بحمده When you hear the thunder making this noise, it is glorifying Allah and showing gratitude to him because it is bringing down that which will bring life onto the earth. والملائكة من خيفته And the malaika do glorify Allah out of fear to him. You must read this verse. ويسبح الرعد بحمده والملائكة من خيفته And then you repeat Subhanallah والحمدللله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم And this is the tazbih of the malaika. If you are entering your house Rasulullah sallam taught us to read once you are entering the house by putting your right foot inside the door and say Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Bismillah waladnya Bismillah kharadnya In the name of Allah we have exited and by the name of Allah, we are entering once again back to our dwelling. And this is something that repeated in different occasions. When we want to eat, when we want to drink, when we want to dress, when it is raining, when it is in the night, after salah, there are different adhkar. And it is mentioned in most of the reputable books of collections of hadith, from Bukhari to Tirmidhi to Nisa'i to Muslim. Every book has a book in it inside which talks about the dhikr that the Prophet used to do. Now, I'm going to talk about one of these, which each one of you sitting in front of me here, according to the Prophet prescription, you should read every morning three times and every evening three times. This goes like this. The Prophet says, you must recite three times in the morning and three times in the evening, رَضِيتُ بِاللَّهِ تَعَالَى رَبًّا وَبِالْإِسْلَامِ دِينًا وَبِمُحَمَّدٍ Nabiyan wa rasula. Raditu billahi ta'ala rabban. I do accept that Allah Almighty, God, is my Lord. I do accept Allah to be my Lord. And Islam as my religion. Islam and Islam is my religion. Muhammad in Nabi wa Rasula, and I do accept Muhammad as my prophet and my messenger. Now we are only going to think, why did the Prophet ﷺ give us this statement to repeat three times in the morning and three times in the evening? It's a prescription, not for your physical body, for your spiritual body. Now let us just take the first part, and in the next few minutes, I'll try to tell you why should we read it, and what the benefit of reading it will be for us. Why should we read it, and what's the benefit? Raditu billahi ta'ala rabban. I have accepted Allah Almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala as my Lord. Now, the word Rabb is only two letters. The letter Ra and the letter Ba. When we take the letter Ra and look at names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that come from this letter, the first name that comes to my mind is Ra'uf. Ra'uf. Ra'uf meaning most lenient, gentle, and kind, the most lenient, gentle, and kind, and that is the one who created you. Without that, 
gentleness, leniency, and kindness, he will not bring you to the position that you are in. If you look at all the creation, however wrong they might be, however evil they might do, but the creator is so good to them. Just like an individual human being, however criminal he might be, evil he might be, people are complaining about him, his mother will always think good of him. His mother will go to the end of the world to defend him or her. That is the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created. So Allah, as our Lord, he is Ra'uf. Second name that comes to my mind, Allah is Rahman. That means is the one who will definitely sustain you whether you believe in him or not. Because he created you, his sustenance will come to you. As your Lord, he must sustain you because he created you. Just like the parents. A parent, once he has children, it is his responsibility to work and look after those children. And in this country of ours we live in, until the age of 16, the parents are responsible for that child because he will not be able to allow to work so that he can achieve success for himself. So we think, at the end of the day, that child needs his parents to look after him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created you, you need him to look after you. The third name that came to my mind is Rahim from the letter Ra. Rahim meaning merciful. And subhanallah, without Allah's mercy, nothing will be existing. Without Allah's mercy, anything that we utter by our tongue or feel in our heart or think in our mind or do by our limbs that is against the wish of Allah or his teaching will be a destruction for us. In the past, the Quran tells us there are people whom they used to do wrong and Jibreel will come and destroy them immediately. Even the good will be amongst them and he will be destroyed too. But Allah through his mercy has left this ummah until the day of judgment. It is punishment, it's not here, but the punishment will be in the hereafter, inshallah. Another name that comes from the letter Ra is Allah Rafi'. Okay? Or the one who can raise you from your difficulty, from your troubles, from your darkness, from your evil, from your wickedness, from anything that is putting you down, especially your ignorance, and raises you to a position of knowledge, understanding, a light, and put you into the straight path. So your Lord, the one who is gentle and lenient and kind, your Lord, the one who is always giving you the benefit that you need to live your life, the one who shows you mercy and the one who can raise you, as he said to Sayyidina Muhammad Sallam, okay? We have raised the mention of your name, O Muhammad. Allah can raise all the names of anybody, even us, subhanAllah. Allah can do the same thing for us if we can understand this statement we say, When you say, I accept Allah as my Lord, what responsibility do you have for that? Or what you say? So here, when you say, You must know that Allah as your Rabb is the one who is sustaining you. Allah as your Rabb is the one who is gentle and kind and lenient with you, even when you are not following his teaching or listening to his message. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is showing you mercy at all times, and he will raise you as long as you are wanting that which will raise you through his will and power, inshallah. Now, another thing. This statement tells you that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the true owner of everything. Since he provides for you, since he shows you mercy, since he gives you that which will make your life successful in this world and successful in the hereafter, 
you must realize at the end of the day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created you for a purpose, whether you know it or not, higher than whatever you can think. And therefore, everything you require and need is in his hand. He is the true owner of everything in this world and the true owner of everything in the hereafter. And through that, he has given you the freedom of whether you want to worship him or not. He did not compel you, and you are not allowed to compel anybody else. And by the way, the freedom Allah has given to you, you must make sure that you do not just enjoy it yourself, but allow others to enjoy it. No human is allowed to oppress another human. No human is allowed to take the life of another human. No human is allowed to do any evil against any other human. And especially in this day and age, we need to link this with what we see happening in our life. Now, if you notice, in the last few weeks, in this country where we're living, one of our brothers, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide him and make it easy for him, Abu Qutada, who is in prison, for whatever he has done, subhanallah, although he's a Muslim, born in a Muslim country, raised as a Muslim, and in the Muslim country where he was born and raised, he did that which his country want to take his life away from him for what he has done. So he had to escape from that and come to a non-Muslim land, seeking refuge, wanting justice for himself. And once he comes here, the wisdom of Allah is bringing him to a position to be taken away from that freedom he is seeking to be put in prison again. And all his life he spent here, either he's out, being watched, or in prison. But if you think about it, his people who are the Muslims, who are supposed to bring the justice, not just to him, to all the people, are wanting him dead. Who is defending him here to keep his life? Those who are not believing in Allah. Perhaps those who are atheists in their ways. They are doing their best to keep him. And subhanallah, in his position today, as somebody who has been judged to be a criminal by the people of this land, he had the freedom to take the prime minister, the home secretary, and the government to court. Now, Allah says in the Quran, أَعُوذِ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ أَلَيْسَ اللَّهُ بِأَحْكَمَ الْحَاكِمِينَ إذن الله سبحانه وتعالى is the fairest of judges. أَلَيْسَ اللَّهُ بِأَحْكَمَ الْحَاكِمِينَ بَلَا It is indeed Allah with the fairest of judges. To me, this is like a lesson for us. You don't have to be a Muslim, okay, to understand and appreciate this. You just need to be a person who have the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put into your heart. And the light of faith to understand what is right, what is wrong, what is good, and what is bad. And that which will bring benefit and that which will bring destruction. Now, I am asking all of you sitting here, why the Muslim who is living in this country, looking at this situation, his voice is absent in debating and discussing such an important situation for one of their brothers who is in difficulty and troubles. Maybe he's wrong. Maybe he has done a lot of evil. Maybe he needed to be put into the court. Maybe even if his life needs to be taken away, should be taken away according to the law of the country where he's living. But for us, we need to realize the implication of what he says and what he does while we're living in the place and the time where he's living. We must think. All of us come from families that left 
far away land to come here for reasons. Some came for education, came for business, for medication, escaping okay, oppression in countries for political reasons. Everybody, if you go back to your families, you'll find the reason. Some came for economical reasons. They want to make ends meet, they want to make a living. But we must think carefully that we should never take our eye from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants from us. To conclude, when you read your dua, Raditu Billahi Ta'ala Rabban, I do accept Allah as my Lord, you must make Allah your true Lord in your heart. By making the right okay, reflection within your heart so that you can make the right judgment. And when you think of a situation like the situation of this brother, don't be blinded because he's Muslim and you're a Muslim, he's right and they are wrong. No. Don't be blinded okay, because they accused him here that he is wrong. Don't be blinded because from where he escaped that what they claim he did, he did. Don't be blinded. What he did there is not evil if he did it. Don't be blinded that at the end of the day, justice must be done, whether it is here or there. Because the person needs to be trialed in front of a judge according to the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be given the opportunity to prove himself to be innocent or guilty. But to be silent, to say nothing, doesn't make any sense to me. Or to speak and say things that have got no value because we don't know, that's wrong. Why I'm saying this? Because we need to be very careful. The worst thing we could do is to bring accusation to someone who is innocent. Or to remove the guilt and bring innocence to somebody who is guilty. For indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, Be just, it is closest to piety. Be just in what you say and what you do. Don't use your tongue and say things you are not aware of. Don't stand with people and say, well, this man is innocent. I am sure in my heart he's innocent. What do you know to make him innocent? Here or there? Don't stand there and say, definitely this man is guilty. What do you know to make this man guilty? We need to be very careful. We need to really, really be very careful. I am so proud that there are some people in this world who are fighting for justice who are striving to bring justice to mankind, who are working hard to say that every individual human being in the sight of God is equal, and he must get justice. And you have to look at it from the eye of wisdom. This man is not living in a Muslim country, and Muslim people are fighting for his justice. He is living in a non-Muslim country, in a Christian country, and those who are Christian or non-Christian, maybe there are some of them Muslim, maybe some of them are Hindu, maybe some of them are Sikh, they are fighting for him to get justice. If anything I can learn from this is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the just, al-adl, wants us, we who try to live Islam, to learn from this. And therefore, not just to repeat slogans, and in the morning you just you open your book and read, and repeat it three times, and just we go in your way. It doesn't make any sense to me. Once you say that statement, reflect upon it and the responsibility you carry. You say, I accept Allah as my Lord. Why are you accepting Him as your Lord? What is there you do in your day or you say to show me that you accept Allah as your Lord? How is He your Lord when you go about 
saying that which you don't know. Making judgment that which is not correct. Or doing that which Allah dislikes or has forbidden. Or going out of your way, even indulging in chit-chatting and gossiping, where Allah has said to Muhammad Wasallam, this should not be taken by a believer seriously. A lot of things we do sometimes is not really correct. We need to be careful. Everything we read from the teaching of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, whether it is after prayer, whether it is raining, whether when we are entering our house, dressing our clothes, eating our food, okay, getting married, whatever, anything, it has a significance in our life. Unfortunately, the majority of the Muslims of today are not reading. They only want to read when they are in difficulty. They have an exam, they want to pass it. They have a job interview, they need to gain that job. They are trying to travel to another country, they want to get their papers ready quickly and they have difficulty, they want that difficulty to be removed. They have problem doing business, doors are closed, they want their business to flourish. Whatever. We are becoming like people who only pray and remember Allah at the time when we are in difficulty or in need. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, those people are worshipping Allah for need, not for himself, not for his sake. But those who worship Allah for his sake, they worship him at the time of ease, and then at the time of difficulty, he will remember them. They remember him at the time of health, when they are sick, he will remember them. They will remember him when they were young, when they are old, he will remember them. They are always remembering him. At time of happiness and at time of sadness. Let us go back to the true religion that Muhammad has brought to us, that the Prophet before him has taught their companions and he has come to complete the best of it to us and that he has left us something complete. Today I have completed your religion for you, he said. Nothing is missing in it. If you have never sort of reading the adhkar of Rasulullah which we call the awrad, please go to a bookshop and ask them, I want the adhkar or the dua of the Prophet he used to read. And buy it in the language you understand. And read it. And reflect upon it. But once you take one of those prescriptions or prescribed duas to read, then manifest it through your action. By your understanding. For indeed, those who recite things without understanding will receive no benefit. Will receive no benefit. The example, not my example, the example is of the Quran. Allah described those who came before us and took the knowledge as something written to carry or to memorize, but not to use it in their daily life and practice it in their daily living as like donkeys carrying encyclopedias of books of knowledge. But if you ask a donkey, what are you carrying? You will never know what he's carrying. Allah said in the Quran, أعوذ بالله الرجيم, كالحمار يحمل أسفرا. مثل الذين حملوا التوراة ثم لم يحملوها. The example of those who were given the scripture, but they did not carry it out in their life. It's like the example of the donkey carrying the books of knowledge. What does that mean? Stop any donkey anywhere in the world. Ask him, what are you carrying in your bag? You will not know. You will not understand. So, Knowledge is the root. Knowledge is the foundation. Knowledge is the base. If you leave the mosque this morning and you go back home, 
and you do not take this seriously, you're only putting yourself in a position whereby it will be difficult. Please, 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 take this very seriously. We're living at times where there are a lot of things. When you look at things around you, take lessons from them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, in everything you see around you, there are lessons. Everything. Everything. When I was looking in the news to this Abu Ghattada's case, it, I was reflecting about it. I was thinking, subhanallah, here is my brother who's supposed to be a Muslim. Living in a Muslim country, in a Muslim family, could not practice his religion the way he wanted to practice it. Whatever happened to him, whether they accuse him or don't accuse him, whether what they said is wrong or right in his country, where he come from, he has to run away, to escape from them. He didn't go to another Muslim country. He chose to come to another Muslim country. So I was thinking, why? But then I found a solution for him. The first companions who were tortured in Mecca, they ran to a Christian country, to the land of my ancestor. So okay, he came in. What did they do to him? Similar, they gave him a home. They gave him all the benefits he needed. But then he is in difficulty. And in trouble here. For reasons, all Allah knows. I don't know. But subhanAllah, with those difficulties, although the authority want to retain him back to where he came from, I was thinking, Allah is so wonderful. For us, not for him. To see, justice must be done. He's not going to be sent like that. No. Fight. It's taking place. People are fighting for his case. Can this man, where he was born, in his Muslim land, take his home secretary in his country to court? He cannot even take the chief of police to court. Can he do that? He will not be able to do that. Can he take the government in his country to court? He can't. It doesn't happen because justice is missing where we come from. Look at Syria. Look at Bahrain. Look at other countries in the Muslim world. There is a lot of wrong. We have the best religion, Islam. But it is a slogan today we say, rather than something that we live. We have the best in Muhammad Sallallahu as an exemplar, but rather than following him, we are following our own desires. Ask yourself, be honest to yourself. Am I really following Muhammad Sallallahu When Muhammad Sallallahu used to say, رَضِيْتُ بِاللَّهِ رَبَّنْ you could see it in him. Everything he says is linked to his Lord. When you get angry, get angry for Allah. When you get happy, be happy for Allah. When you rush to do things, do it for Allah. I'm saying those three things because sometimes we get angry because of something to do with us. Somebody in front of you doing something again, somebody else who needs support, you don't care. Somebody says one thing to you, you all red and blue and you want to get around take your revenge this is something that you need to think about we do things we say it's for Allah but we are doing it because we want to please somebody we want to gain a favor from somebody once there is something coming back as a benefit for you it's not really for Allah when it is for Allah it's purely for Allah now to finish with we are living in this land one of the things that you can take seriously to show that you really believe Allah is your Lord. And when you say, Raditu billahi rabban, I accept Allah as my Lord, you really mean it. Remember, 
you are equal to every individual human being. No human is superior to another human. A believer is not superior to an unbeliever. An unbeliever is not superior to a believer. In the sight of God, that is for him. But in living, socially, we are equal. Because there is no compulsion in religion. As I said at the beginning, there is freedom. Allah said, choose. Alright? So this is number one. Number two, no caste, no tribe, no community, no color, no race, no language, no wealth, no state, uh, status in the community should make you feel better than anybody else. If ever you have that in your heart, then you don't accept Allah as your Lord. I really mean it. You accept Allah your Lord when you see everybody is equal. Now, let us bring it closer to home. Now, you live in a country whereby the majority of the people are not Muslim. Among them, there are Christians, there are Jews, there are Hindus, there are Sikhs, there are Buddhists, there are others who don't have any faith, and there are those who have got their own way of having faith. Now, there are those who work with you, there are those who live next to you. Let us just take those who live next to you as your neighbor, Al-Jar. Now, your neighbor is so important to you. Abdullah ibn Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu, whenever he used to sacrifice and kill, and there is meat in the community that he was living with, the first person who will give his two neighbors, one Jewish, one Christian, he will say to the people around him, when they cut the meat, take the best piece and give it to them. They used to ask him, Ya Abdullah, they are not Muslims. He used to say, they are my neighbors. And by Allah Almighty God, the Prophet used to speak about it so much, I used to think the neighbor will inherit from his neighbor. The neighbor will inherit like a member of the family. And therefore, it must be so essential in his teaching that the neighbor come before my own family. And Al-Hasan ibn Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the brother of Hussein, whenever he used to do Al-Udhiyya, whenever Eid Al-Adha used to come, after the day of Hajj, straight away when he kills his own sheep, he used to cut the best piece and give it to his Christian neighbor. And he was asked by people as well, why are you doing this? He said, well, he's my neighbor. And by the way, he said, I'm giving him, but the neighbor is not only the one next door, up to 40 doors. That way, 40 doors. That way, 40 doors. That way, 40 doors. That way. Your neighborhood. So this is what we need to think. Now, we're living in England. We're living in London. Okay? And we have neighbors. Ask yourself, when you say, Raditu billahi rabban, your neighbor who's living next to you, do you know them? When they are sick, are you aware of them? If they are old and they cannot cater for themselves, are you going and checking on them? Did you know your Prophet Muhammad sallam, who taught you to say, Raditu billahi rabban, he used to check on his neighbors and his Jewish neighbor who used to put the rubbish in front of his house. The day he did not put it, he went inside and he was sick and he was catering for him. And when he woke up, he said, why are you doing this to me when I was evil to you? He said, because you are my neighbor. Who are you? I'm Muhammad. But who are you, Muhammad? I'm the prophet of God. He said, I do bear witness you are the messenger of God. Now, this is what we need to do. We need to be like that. 
But living like animals, waking up, eating, drinking, rushing out, enjoying ourselves, and saying, we are the Muslim, we are the best people, we are the safe people, we are the chosen people, we're going to go to heaven, everybody's going to hell. May Allah help us. Do not be like those who neglected Allah. Allah made them forget themselves. When you say it, mean it. I accept Allah as my Lord, not by just a statement. The Prophet said to us, say it so that we can practice it. In what we say, when you swear, you did not accept Allah as your Lord. When you insult somebody, you have not accepted Allah as your Lord. When you discriminate against somebody, you do not accept Allah as your Lord. When you felt, I sweated to gain this, I worked through my muscles, I did it by my own. As we say in Arabic, okay? Okay? from my right hand I end all this, you do not accept Allah as your Lord. You have not done anything, but Allah does everything for you. Allah is al-fa'al, Allah is al-fa'al. Allah is the one who does. He created you and everything you do. Didn't he say that in the Quran? This is the verse in the Quran. Allah said, I created you and everything you do. We are nothing. We are only servants. And believe me, the higher your knowledge, the higher your faith, the stronger your faith, the humbler, the lower you become until you become a servant. And a slave. All the prophets, all the prophets will say, I'm Abdullah, I'm the servant of God. All the prophets. And in Isa, السلام, the best example, as a baby, he said it to the people when they were trying to discriminate and oppress his mother for that which they did not know. I have to tell us today don't talk about something you don't know, don't indulge in something you have no awareness of or knowledge of. Don't sit and gossip. Don't sit and chit-chat. Don't stick and backbite. Don't go around spreading rumors. Don't waste your time. Because you said in the morning when you wake up, Alhamdulillah. Praise be to Allah, the one who brought my life back after he has taken it away. I accept Allah as my Lord. Put it in practice. Put it in practice. Do it. Say to them, oh Muhammad, to act upon what they believe in. Allah will definitely for sure see what you do. And his messenger will see too. His messenger, by the way, every Thursday night, every Sunday night, all your action will be raised to the heaven to, for him to see it. He will know everything. He will check everything. When he sees good, he thanks Allah for it. My, Alhamdulillah, my, one of my followers is doing good. When he sees wrong, he asks Allah, please, oh Allah, guide, help, support. That's why we need to pray for one another. Let us not be greedy. Pray only for ourselves. You see me, every time I finish my zikr, I pray for all the mashayikh. There are people who are going around nowadays, oh, my sheikh, my silsila, my tariqa, my path, my way. We are becoming like politicians. We don't. I, Politicians, labor is only for labor. Conservative, only for conservative. Am I right or wrong? Only for your head. Each one of them is happy with what they want. They come today, they care for themselves, they take only for themselves. You become selfish. 
But we in the religion, we are all together because Allah is one. From Him we come and to Him we return. Everything we do, we do it for Him and therefore we do it united. I don't have any enemy. I don't work against anybody. So I don't see my sheikh as the sheikh of the mashaykh. I don't see my tariqah as the tariqah of the turu or the highest. Or, no, no, no. This is all nonsense. Had no place, no position in the team. Islam is the religion of God and God is one. And therefore we need to think like that. All the mashayikh in the world are my fathers. None of them to me is higher than the other. They're all the same. We never okay, distinguish between any of his messengers. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Same thing, his scholars, his mashayikh. If you hear never talking like that, I move away. I don't. This is what we do. Imagine all the students who are studying in all the good universities in London when they are sitting together to benefit one another. They say, no, my university is better. My lecturers are more higher. Our university is more richer. What is this rubbish? Do we do this in the dunya? We don't do that. Some do. But it's a lack of knowledge. So we need to think. We need to become better in the way we are. Please take this seriously. This dua is so important. I'm just talking about the first phrase from it. Raditu billahi ta'ala rabban. Repeat it all the time. But every time you repeat it, remember. The Prophet said repeat it three times to remind you during the day you have accepted Allah as your Lord, so be a true servant. Be a true slave. Be a true subject. Be a true okay, follower of this great messenger Muhammad sallallahu Like all the companion used to be. If we don't, and when we say we Muhammad in Nabiya, there is something else. We'll talk about it another time. Okay? With Islamic Deenan, oh, there is a lot to think about. May Allah give it tawfiq, give us success in this world and in the hereafter to make life easier for us. Rasulullah says, whosoever harms okay, a non-Muslim, I'm going to stand against him in the day of judgment. We're living in a land where there are many non-Muslims. We should be good to them. Man ada dhimiyan, فأنا خصمه يوم القيامة قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وصحبه وسلم من آذى ذميا فأنا خصمه يوم القيامة whosoever goes out of his way to harm or to do anything to bring harm to an unbeliever I will stand against him in the day of judgment this is something serious and he says in another hadith صلى الله عليه وسلم من آذى كلب جاره فقد آذاه whosoever harm the dog of his neighbor he has indeed harmed his neighbor. When we as Muslims, we think, oh no, Muslims shouldn't touch dogs. This is not. So if sometimes you are coming and your neighbor is happy, they want to show you his dog and you kick the dog away. No, don't do that. If you don't like dogs, keep away from dogs. But be good to yourself because Rasulullah never harmed the dog. He said about the man who gave water to a dog that is dying, this man by Allah will enter paradise. So let us be good like the Prophet. This is it. This is the way we follow the Prophet. Allahumma salli wa sallim ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa sallim taslima rabbi'inna ala dhikrik wa shukrik wa ta'atika wa husni ibadatik. Allahumma rabbi zidna ilma wa zidna fahma wa jana maa rashidin. Allahumma ya rabbi zidna ilma wa zidna fahma wa jana maa rashidin. Allahumma ya rabbi zidna ilma wa zidna fahma wa jana maa rashidin. Ya rabbi hayy lana min amrina rashada. Bil'al ma'unataka al-husna lana madada. Bil'awliya bil-salihin bi-jam'ihim man jaa'ana al-Qur'ana anhum murshida. Farrig fadlika lahi karbana. Ya khiran maddal anamalahu yada wa salli wa sallim ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallim taslima.
Fatima Kathira. All our brothers who used to come here and they are no longer here. Maybe they are abroad or they are not here for a reason tonight. May Allah fulfill for them what they want, guide them, strengthen them, give them tawfiq and allow them to continuously remember him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sheikh Umar was back home in Guyana. May Allah help him to help the people in Guyana. May Allah support him and support us in doing the good that we require and need in this world and in the hereafter. Anybody that has asked you to pray for them, may Allah fulfill for them what they want. Our mashayikh, our teachers, our parents, our relatives, and those who are older than us who have given us the guidance in this world. May Allah guide them. May Allah read them. Those who are alive, may Allah give them long life with obedience. And those who have passed away, may Allah read them in the highest prophetic place in paradise. Rabbana khfillana wa li walidina wa li mashayikhina wa li man allamana wa li man lahu haqqun alayna wa li thal mahrum wa li kafit al-muslimin ajma'in. Subhana rabbika rabbil azata amma yasifun. Wa salamun ala mursalina wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alamin. I ask Allah for the people who are oppressed in Bahrain. Oh Allah, you are aware of what is going on in that land and you are the true ruler of this world. Those who are suffering, remove their suffering. You are aware of them and their suffering. Those who are oppressing them, none can remove their oppression but you. As you have allowed the oppression to be removed from the people of Libya and to be removed from the people of Egypt, to be removed from the people of Yemen and to be removed from many different lands in the world, Oh Allah, I ask of you this morning by the grace of Rasulullah and the family of Rasulullah and the grace of all the righteous people that who have acted upon your word and followed your path and followed your messenger Muhammad that you will remove all the obstacles for those people who are living in Bahrain. If their leaders are doing that which is displeasing to you, that is bringing their life to be miserable and difficult and choosing for them to have fun rather than living the life of the deen, oh Allah, remove the suffering by removing that which is bringing the suffering, ya Rabbi Alameen. Mm-hmm. I ask you also for the people of Syria, ya Rabbi Alameen. Mm-hmm. All that which is done by the army, if it is done just to destroy the innocent people, oh Allah, remove those who are destroying the country, destroying the people. برحمتك يا رحم الرحمين صلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد النبي الأمين وصحبتنا الفاتحة بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين نعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم والضالين آمين إذاكم الله خير هوي سيدي Today I was sitting thinking about Sheikh Salih and I remember the قصيدة الغالي الغالي رسول الله يا سلام and you don't know it by heart, do you? No, I think next time if you can bring your book and read it for us. Beautiful Qasidah. Ya Rabbi, salli ala al-Nabi. Al-Ghali, al-Ghali, Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa rahmatullahi ala al-Sheikh Salih. How are you, Sidi? How is your marriage? And how is your wife? Is she okay? Is your wife with you here or back home? No, she's back How is the country? It's moving. It's moving, but... No, it's, I think we should be very wise and gently and slowly move the country. But uh, I was there when they started reading the Risal al-Qairawani and the Zaytun. MashaAllah. For the first time in many years. Alhamdulillah. And there was many people who were with big beards and uh, their writing. And he was telling them about the Kitab al-Tawheed and al-Haqaid al-Mukhtalifa that like. But it was with the touch of Zaytuna. Like my grandfather used to kind of. Yeah, no, 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 it's going to come back. 
I was praying there was somebody who's coming to me because I was so happy. Was it recorded or no? Uh, it wasn't recorded, but the thing is, is that I remember how it used to be that for every pillar there used to be. Uh, yeah. Uh, now there's only one person in Mihrab and he's reading to everybody. Yeah, sad. It used to be a different circle, yeah. yeah the, the tradition, the tradition like in Mecca and Medina, mm. yani there were different Mihrabs and everybody would be sitting and reading. And but reading. now, because they opened the Zaytuna. The traditional university is open. It's open again, huh? It's open yeah. on, from the 31st uh, of March. Alhamdulillah. Uh, and that's basically getting all of the mashaykh that work in the souq yes. to come together and start teaching the mutun and start teaching the methodology. Yeah. I tell you, yani for you uh, and your brothers, maybe your family can do because of your grandfather, if you can just establish an Arabic institute. And it's easier to go to Tunisia. And that is the land of the Arabic language. Tunisia is really, people don't understand. So if you can find a way to, I don't know how is land and how is building there. Because a lot of students, because now Syria is difficult to go to. Egypt is difficult to go to. There are troubles. Mashallah, Tunisia is subtle. Alhamdulillah, there is a huge project for Sheikh Bambay, inshallah, is helping as well with the project in Egypt. So that's one project, and in Tunis, there is already already a lot of uh, very ancient schools of Quran, okay. yes. like uh, the school of Ashajra, the school yeah. of this, the school of yeah. that, very famous ones. Yes, it's coming back. I hope so. We want the student from here uh, to go there. Yani, uh, at the moment, there are a lot of students studying from this country, and many of them benefited. Went to Syria, went to Egypt, went to Yemen. But we want people to go to Tunisia. Yeah. That's the case, don't worry. We, uh, we speak all the languages. Alhamdulillah. Yes, I'm French. alaikum, sisters. It is very nice to see many of you today. Alhamdulillah. It's very beautiful to see you. May Allah bless you. Zahra, how are you? Are you all right? You look like a hajja. MashaAllah. Nadia, are you okay? Anissa, everybody's okay? MashaAllah, your family. May Allah bless you all and grant you. I'm so glad to see you in the... I'm so sorry I'm late. Every time I think the people will start early. You know when you rang? I was just coming in. You see, so I needed to go quickly, change, and make myself ready to come to the mosque. May Allah bless you. Mustafa, how are you? Allah bless you, Mustafa. Allah is so powerful. Brought your father, okay, from far away to this country. You were born here, raised here. Brought Hamza's grandfather from India here. Uh, brothers, brothers from Sudan, from where? And look at us. We come together to do this. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Amen. May Allah bless you. Well, Ahmed, Jazakallah today. You have done well. Okay? Yeah, they, are, they are doing very, very well. They are singing beautifully. Very the Ghasida, you must bring it. Inshallah. Ya Rabbi, salli ala nabi, ala ghali, ala ghali, Rasulallah, ya Rabbi. Salli ala nabi, ala ghali, ala ghali, Rasulallah. Yes, I was singing it all day today in my mind. Yeah? Yes, this is our Sheikh Masida. Yeah, Ahmed, get it and you, you sing this. This is really, when you sing it, I promise you, the spirit of the Sheikh is there. Allah. You feel Sheikh Saleh, Ahmed, Allah. Yeah. How are you, young man? 
Are you ready? People look at you. They say, "Who is this madman?" Boxing, <laughs> going oof, 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 oof. Ah, 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 ah. He learned this when I met him. He learned this from the West African. The West African, they wear the things. You see them wearing a lot of things, but they don't put it in practice. You see, West African corruption and things. I tell them, leave that. It's not that we want to do it. You see. So when I met him, and they used to meet. They're from good countries, Senegal, Ghana, Gambia. You see, mashallah. This is Musa, by the way. Okay? One of the earliest Muslims I met in the early 90s. And he used to be a boxer. But his beard now is too long, so he cannot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So alhamdulillah, he left that. No boxing anymore. And are you doing well with yourself? Are you married or not? Married to Allah. Alhamdulillah. It's good. If you're married to your Lord, Allahu Akbar. Allahu Akbar. Good. But are you controlling the nafs? <laughs> a lot of us, they say, I'm married to Rasulullah But then the women will come and say, hello. <laughs> uh, we don't want that. They say, or I'm married to Allah, and then the man comes and say, is this, how much is this? You bought it for a pound? Say, no, I bought it for two. Allah. <laughs> we need to be careful. When we are there, that is, that's huge. Allah bless you all. Muhammad Zain, how are you? You look good. Today you are absolutely East African. Allahu Akbar. Your dad is okay? Allah bless him. I'm sure he will be very proud of you. Today you are in... Is this your first time in Hadra? Alhamdulillah. Doesn't he look good, Ya Zahra? Nadia? He looked good in Hadra. Your ancestors were good people. Your husband doesn't know that. Somewhere in the... You link. Somewhere you link. But one day you will learn, inshallah. The blood, sir. Very close. Yeah. How are you? MashaAllah. Are you all right? Looking after your family? Alhamdulillah. May Allah bless you all. Thank you for coming. Did you send me that telephone number? Yes. Huh? Really? It's gone? Yes. Alhamdulillah. Can I, can I tell everybody here, please, 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 if you have time, I want you to look in a radius of about 30 miles. Not in London. This is something else. Outside London, but up to 30 miles around London. If you find any nice place, cheap for sale, you want to have a retreat. Something up to half a million pounds. A few acres of land with an old kind of animal. Maybe you'd rather travel to Oxford. Maybe it's something. Please. Are you okay. looking for uh, a building or something, just a land? A land and building, whatever. Have you got a land for us? No, no. If, if you're talking about land, it's easier for that price of money. You can get that. Sure. Really? I'll find out. Please. Do yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. SubhanAllah, when I sat here, I thought you would be the first one. <laughs> and then I said, but you are not a state agent. Uh, I sat here. <laughs> it used here. to be, that's why. <laughs> really? Yeah. I looked at you, I said, this man can find me a place. But then I said, no, he's not a state agent. He worked for a charity. <laughs> 